0: The revolution is here. A movement of people free to live, work and choose. We won't tell you what to think. We just demand that you think for yourself. This is Kibbe on Liberty. Cody, how's it going?
1: Pretty good, glad to be here.
0: Thanks for, uh, you you went to heroic efforts to get up here from from Dallas. And, uh, and I really want to dig into blockchain, Bitcoin and all sorts of crypto anarchy craziness and you're the man.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're hoping you're the yeah. man, we'll find out. <laughs> I, I don't want to be the man. <laughs> yeah,
0: because <laughs> then they'll take you out. But uh, yeah. But uh, this, this all started, we were hanging out in Antigua, Guatemala mm-hmm. after something called the Antigua Forum, um, which is hosted by this, this fantastic free market university, Francisco Maraquín, mm-hmm. and they have a statue of, of Mises, mm-hmm. and they have the, the Hayek Auditorium,
1: Atlas shrugged. They've got all the, shrugged, all the stuff, in the, yeah. and they they
0: even have uh, my favorite, a a plaque dedicated to Carl Menger, the founder of the mm-hmm. Austrian School of Economics. Um, so it seemed like a good place to to hang out and and discuss some of these ideas. And over much zakappa mm-hmm. and and I think we had a fire going, and we're just hanging out outside, and it was beautiful. And and we came up with this idea to have this conversation where me as an economist that mm-hmm. likes Hayek could somehow start to understand you as a coder and and crypto problem-causing person. <laughs> and,
1: and vice versa, You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot to learn from, from the economists uh, yeah. in, in our space.
0: So um, let's, since people probably don't know you, uh, mm-hmm. give us a little bit of background on who you are. Yeah. And I'm gonna pour some sure. some of capital.
1: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, my, my background, I was uh, I was born in South Texas on, a, on a, the largest ranch in the Americas, the King Ranch. Um, Finished high school in San Antonio, got into computers when I was like 10, 11 years old. Um, you know, when you grow up on a ranch, there's not much to do, so um, my dad brought home a computer and uh, sort of, you know, figuring out how that thing worked, picked up the manual and kind of taught myself. Um, kind of watched the web kind of get born, I guess, in like 92, 93, I got on real early. I didn't really know, really understand what the web was, none of us did, it was just sort of this new thing with like, you know, text that you could click on to go to different places. Um, so started building that and then got into Unix and Linux, these sort of really hardcore, like, um, uh, structural infrastructure-type type, type uh, systems. And I uh, really fell in love with it. It was a natural fit for me. And then uh, kind of built the web over the, the next, you know, five, six, seven years. And then into the 2000s, had a short stint with the NSA and went on to work with um, kind of in social media, doing that kind of stuff. That was all the rage back in the – like This the isn't thoughts. like
0: Snowden time, is it?
1: Uh yeah, around that same time. Yeah. Right. No, I don't know know him. No, I don't know we never had breakfast. No, I don't you know not, I've never been to Russia. I haven't read this book. Um <clears throat> but there's a uh, there's a whole um series there where um yeah, I was working on a lot of technologies, hashtags on Twitter before it was, you know, a thing that Twitter even recognized. Uh co working did a uh, conference that was kind of a counter conference to the Ted Conference called the Bill Conference. A lot of conferences in there. Um As in Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, yeah. That's kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. We didn't take ourselves too seriously um that's a whole story in and of itself but um yeah and then and then around 2011 2012 got into bitcoin got in got out got in got out you know when it went to 13 cents I was like oh my god 13 cents for one of these things like what are we ever gonna you know forty four thousand dollars today yeah um and so as an engineer and someone who likes to create i needed a, a diff- different platform so I moved into things like ethereum um, in a, uh, uh, an area called Smart Contracts, which are little applications you can deploy onto the blockchain. And we can get into the, the technical stuff later. Um, 2017, um, helped create the ERC-721 standard that we know today as NFTs. Uh was one of the guys that kind of helped usher that standard in and figure out how it's going to work and all the use cases. Um, yeah. And, that's, and, and we're going to talk about that later. Oh, cause, yeah. Because yeah.
0: Pataglia is uh, skeptical, but also... Strangely they just want to comics using NFTs. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, we can do that. Cheers, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Very familiar taste we got here.
0: Yeah. This was smuggled back from Guatemala, mostly legally. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Um, mostly. So um, so the, uh, l- l- let's, and, and we want to get into kind of uh, uh, blockchain crypto 101, mm-hmm. and, and I saw you actually give this at the Antigua Forum Three, Two or three, yeah, three yeah, years yeah. ago, um, and it was pretty useful for me as a as as a non technologist kind of guy. Sure, um, but but to lay the framework, I've um, you know I've been uh, libertarian, fighting to to limit the power of government over our lives mm-hmm. my my entire professional career. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a thankless job. So I've mm-hmm. I've I've tried everything. I've done politics, <laughs> yeah. and now we've totally abandoned politics, and we're focused on on changing the culture and mm-hmm. opinion so that so that people actually understand what this liberty thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, particularly in the last two three years, but maybe even going back further, my fallback as a Hayekian is well, I'm kind of hoping there's a technological solution mm-hmm. to this, um, and I and I look at at all of these, these decentralized platforms as, mm-hmm. as fundamentally Hayekian in the sense mm-hmm. that they're, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they very much tap into local decentralized knowledge, mm-hmm. and, and it creates, my, my professor at George Mason, a guy named Don LaVoy, used to talk about a greater social intelligence mm-hmm. that came from all these decentralized nodes of people making choices and mm-hmm. acting and, and pursuing their dreams and all that stuff. And so I'm, I'm thinking that the more that um, the central government tries to control technology, the more that there's there's a hack, there's a workaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's like, what it, we were it, talking it, about.
1: Yeah, it's the old um, quote off of Star Wars. You know, the, the tighter your grasp, you know, like sand, you know, it falls to the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of like that. There's also some some elements of anti-fragility, which is a, a, a term that was coined in the last, I guess, 15 years. Um, about these systems, the more you fight them, the stronger they get, they respond. Yeah. And when you look at the system, I'm, when I say system, I, I'm talking about, you know, Bitcoin or blockchain or whatever you want to call it. But the system is also the people that, that are sort of surrounding it, protecting it. And so if you get into, this gets into like kind of sci-fi, um, kind of complex systems theory around um, around how... If you take, um, once you create order in a certain, like a certain substrate, these, these different disparate uh, systems, and they start to combine and you get coordination between them, you get a higher level of order. Well, we're starting, you know, that, and you can, you can play that all the way back through the universe. I mean, through big history, you can go back to the, the Big Bang and then, you know, through the, the substrates of, of what made the, you know, getting into physics and then kind of crawling up through the, through the, the, um, the timelines and getting into, you know, even government and, and, you know, what it means to be a state, Westphalian theory going through all these things and you start seeing this this cooperation leads to a higher level of order. And what's really interesting right now is we've seen that these blockchains sort of look like something that's maybe post-human, sort of getting above like, you know, we serve it instead of it serving us. The internet, for instance, serves us, but we serve we are the ones that created this thing. We can't turn it off now. It's something bigger than than humans. We can always we could go back and turn off the internet. I mean, mm-hmm. we can, but these blockchains can't be turned off. And so it's a really, really interesting sort of uh, transition from you know where we were with the internet, where you do you know you you it, w- it wasn't supposed to be like this. We weren't supposed to have Facebooks and Googles and this this whole manga uh, thing going on. Uh, uh, Microsoft, uh, Apple, it was Fang for a while now. It's manga um, with with uh, Facebook turning into into Meta. Um, yeah, and so you're getting this um, this sort of. Uh, I guess a, a a a reimagining of what the internet could or should be or can be now that we have this this gift that Satoshi gave us, which was you know blockchain and how we can yeah. decentralize this stuff and protect it from from these people.
0: I like to say what it what it should have been because there mm-hmm. was and I yeah. an among them, um, there was the first generation um, led by my beloved lyricist of the Grateful Dead mm-hmm. John Perry Barlow. Who, who talked about this this romantic potential mm-hmm. of democratizing knowledge, and and I was I was very much oh. in that school. And then, you know, uh, going all the way up to, to what the Trudeau and GoFundMe have done to the Canadian truckers, and we're going to get into that yeah. more. Um, it's now sort of a dystopian thing where these these tools um, are tremendously powerful ways to control mm-hmm. people, as the Chinese social credit system has shown us. Yeah. So the the romance has turned into a bit of a dystopian nightmare, or, or getting but, banned on Facebook on yeah. a weekly basis, or you know, yeah.
1: that kind of thing, like being put in timeout. Yeah. <laughs> what? By by who? Yeah, like yeah. Who's that? Who's yeah. that guy that did that? Yeah, to Jack me. Dorsey. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but um, this so this this is sort of like um, I'll call it Internet 2.0, which is is sort of cheapening the mm-hmm. concept yeah. you're talking about. But to to me, it's everything, and and libertarians and civil libertarians and. And people that want to sort of democratize prosperity and knowledge—like everyone should be excited about this. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't be afraid. They should—they should know that this is like the the alternative to tyranny.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and it's guys. You know, if you go back and read um, Tim Berners-Lee, what he wrote about the, the 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 web or you know HTML and CS, you know, all these different this this idea of creating these these pages, these places where humans can actually go and read, and it's not through some cryptic. You know, only Cody can do that kind of stuff, and is and is better. It's like it's stuff that's that's easier to use. Um, Jimmy Wales did that with Wikipedia. You know, we saw this kind of stuff, but even Wikipedia is now gatekept by, by different people. It's you know?
0: Wikipedia is particularly tragic to me because Jimmy Wales always said this is this is Hayek inspired yeah. project, but now it's been um, hijacked. I guess mm-hmm. is the right word. It's 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 Wikipedia. Yeah, if yeah. you can say it that way. Yeah, yeah. Write that down. I just made that up. That's pretty cool. Wokipedia. Yeah. I'm gonna um, register the domain name.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, grab it right now, but, yeah. uh, well, I don't wanna go to Wikipedia to be honest with you. No,
1: we just gotta fix it. Yeah. We just gotta fix it.
0: But wh- why don't we, let, let's take a step back, because, yeah. mm. uh, and and I, I we're gonna get into the the outrageously authoritarian martial law declared by um, um, Trudeau. Trudeau, yeah. I was trying to think of something meaner to call him, but I, I won't, because this is a family show. <laughs> yeah, it's a family show. But but talk just for people that don't understand mm-hmm. what blockchain is. Why why is this a revolution?
1: Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of hit on that a minute ago about it can't be stopped, and that's that's a really really big uh, piece to it. Um, there's a lot of technological things that it allows for kind of as side effects, but really the the um, the the biggest hallmark or biggest you know stripe that we have on it right now is. Is that it's it's unstoppable, meaning government it's 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 beyond the jurisdiction of governments. If every government conspired together and they wanted to shut down the entire internet, that's what it would take, right? Now now think about that. Shut down the entire internet. You've now made a bigger mess of a of a situation. I mean, like nothing works anymore. Like nothing. Um, and even then, you still have backup systems. You've got guys that have you know ham radios that could basically keep the the blockchain going. It would require two people with you know these little computers that are about this big you know even smaller um in a closet running and you and the network still kind of keeps a heartbeat um there's there's things like that so the other the other piece is that it's um we say permissionless and permission permissionless means you don't need permission to use it you can literally walk up to the blockchain and just use it now there's a there's some technical pieces there you can't just walk up to it you have to know how to there's but but we have those thing, we have um We've got systems that are pretty resilient now that that can't be taken down, and so any anybody from from Venezuela or Cuba or North Korea can always put a a, a, a transaction onto the blockchain. Um, and and they are. And they are, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because the amount of bandwidth it takes—it doesn't take like a like broadband. It doesn't take, you know, a, a two hundred megabit connection to like send the stuff up there. You need like a ham radio, where you can like, you know, that kind of stuff, and you can get these transactions out, and that's what makes it really, really powerful. The second thing, or Third thing I guess is the um, the fact that it's immutable. So once a transaction goes through, you can't recall that transaction. You can't undo it. You can't um, you can't pick up the phone and call someone and say, hey, someone's you know stole my mu- I, you know I need to do a chargeback like you can with Visa. And that's good and bad. I mean, there's some there's some good things and bad things about that. I think um, you know fraud and those kind of things are always nice to have a, a safety net. And you know those systems are being built. However, um, with Bitcoin as it is now. It's permissionless, so anybody can use it, and it can't be it can't be stopped, and it can't be um, uh, changed. So you can't undo these things. So the idea that like this Trudeau gov- this Canadian government, you know, their their um, FinTrack or whatever they call it, you know, they, they they pipe up and say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna outlaw it. And I was like, great, right, okay, <laughs> stop them. Like you can't. How how do you, you know, we we're talking about prohibition earlier? Right. How, do you, how do you stop people from drinking in their garage? Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you, you, you can put a law against that, but like, how do you actually enforce it and stop it? You can't. And in fact, what happens is there's a, there's a really cool thing called the Barbara Streisand effect. And if you know, if you know how to look for this thing, it's, it's, you can kind of play history out in front of you. Um, So Barbara Streisand had this uh, huge house in like Malibu or somewhere in the West coast and, you know, 25 bedrooms, eight car garage, three pools, you know, all this stuff. And uh, this paparazzi photographer on a, in a helicopter was, you know, going by, taking photos of the lifestyles of the rich and famous. And he published these things online, which, you know, was legal. Cause if it's outside, you know, anything outside is public domain. And if you want privacy on your own property, you need to be the one to prevent people from seeing it. So was it ethical? Yeah, it was an invasion of privacy. Like, I mean, like peeking over your neighbor's fence, it's an invasion of privacy. Like, you know, don't do, but it's, but the, the courts are going to be on your side for, for peeping on that. And so um, she ended up suing this, um, this, this paparazzi photographer, because She wanted the photos taken down. Well, that caught the news, and then everybody went to go see the photos. She was trying to, so it blew up on her face. I've used this plenty of times yeah, in my yeah. career to get around things if you just know, how, know when to look for the pattern. Um, and so today, the um, the Canadian government and Fintrack, or whatever they call it, uh, comes out and says, These 32 addresses are, um, are, are banned, right? Well, dude, everybody that had like a, like a little bit of Bitcoin sitting around is like, Yeah, I'll throw 25 bucks out. I'm just a, I mean, just a kind of put the screws to them and you can't stop me what's really interesting what i'm looking for is you know we have large large companies like coinbase sitting up in 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 um in canada and they're operating you know with the with the permission of the government to come in and, and, and offer these services and so if somebody in canada or the u.s has bitcoin on these these centralized uh, services um, they're the ones that kind of gatekeep what you can do with your Bitcoin because it's not your Bitcoin, it's Coinbase. You just have a kind of a a claim to it. Um, And so when Coinbase is, they're gonna be kind of caught between the users wanting to give money to the truckers, right? Forcing the issue and their own financial regime in Canada saying, don't allow them to do it. That puts them in a really difficult spot because like Coinbase is like, oh, power to the people. And like, you know, sovereignty and uh, oh, well, now your hand is about to be forced, and that's going to be a really – it's going to happen. I mean, like, I know my guys, and I know how they work. They're going to force that issue because there's a, there's a saying that if it's not your keys, it's not your, your Bitcoin. Yeah. And so Coinbase is a is a hosted solution. So kind of like a, it's a bank, essentially. They hold your coins for you. You don't get the private key, but you get a nice little email and password, and you can log in and then transact. On, you know, they, they will transact on your behalf. Well, that also means they can also prevent you from doing things they don't want you to do, much like your bank does when you try to do any number of things.
0: So, still centralized.
1: Uh, Coinbase is centralized. Yes, yeah. right.
0: Cent- Coinbase right. is centralized. No,
1: the nice thing is that Coinbase will allow you to withdraw your Bitcoin and put it into your own wallet. And a wallet is basically just a public and private key. It gets pretty technical, but there's a lot of applications you can use, you know, on your phone, which I don't really recommend. You should probably use a computer. You know, you don't want to be depending on how much you have. And if it's like fifty bucks, like okay, phone's probably all right. But if you're like, if you have quite a bit of holdings, you don't want to be using your phone for that. So maybe you know get a computer that's um, suitable for that sort of thing. Um, and so yeah, the the idea there is that you buy on Bitcoin. I'm sorry, you buy on Coinbase, and then you would would take that and, and self custody it. And so now it's yours. No one can stop you from signing those transactions because you actually own the Bitcoin. You control it, not going through Coinbase as an intermediary.
0: So the uh, and and the reason. Um, some of your friends are salivating over this clash. Is that it's going to push towards more decentralization and and yeah. and move to it the next whatever the next generation is from?
1: Yeah, that, and th- you know, and there's from there, Coinbase. Yeah, and there was probably a lot of this kind of works in both ways. There's there was probably a lot of people out there that were like, eh, truckers, bunch of dudes like hanging out, like you know, causing trouble. You know, good for them. Kind of, you know, whatever with this new Trudeau, this uh, emergency powers act or whatever they, they, they enacted, like they're starting to pull a lot of people that were kind of like, eh, on the thing going like, okay, now you've done it. Yep. Like it's no longer about the, the vaccine. It's about this, like this tyranny, this, I mean, and that's what it is or, or police state where the police make the rules and they get to enforce whatever they want. Like you're really starting to open some, some really bad cans, cans of worms here. And it's only going to embolden the movement. The barber strike, I mean, you're gonna, you're going to have people from all over the world saying, yeah, you know, send money to Canada because like those guys need it and you know the hell with you know what the government what their what their government says yeah, their organizational yeah. powers
0: yeah it's it's kind of shocking because he's he's basically invoking uh, war powers against uh the guys that make sure that food gets on the table in Canada I yep like, I, I feel like it's a bad look uh, we'll see how it goes um i'm biased because
1: well, it's it's just the old it's the old regime that doesn't that doesn't understand how these things work and what it's 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 painfully obvious so if you look at the list, it says, like, I think there was, if I can remember, Bitcoin was, like, the first one mentioned. And then it was, like, um, Cardano and, like, Ethereum Classic and, like, these, these lists of addresses. And the very last one was Monero. So anybody in crypto that knows anything about crypto, anything about blockchain, knows that Monero is the sec- it's the most secure and private blockchain out there, period. I mean, there's Zcash, there's other, other ones out there that promise that. But Monero is, like, the one that, that anybody that knows cryptography, like, nope, Monero, double ring signatures are... That is, the most, that is the most private. So in other words, with Bitcoin, you can see who sent who, how much. On the Monero network, you can't see who has, I mean, you can't see how much was being sent between two parties and who those two parties were. So how does the government even begin, I mean, there's not even a ledger to look at all they did was they provided free advertising for this thing. So if anybody was, like, on the fence about this and they're like, yeah, I really don't, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a billionaire and I have a bunch of money, I, I'm going Monero. I'm going to send it to him like that. And so I'm clean. There's no way you can track it back to me unless the government comes into my house and, you know, takes my keys, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, geez, like.
0: <laughs> I mean, part of it was uh, um, the. The the fascinating trajectory of, of the tyranny in Canada and, and and by the way, like this this isn't really a Canadian problem. I think our government in the US would love to do the same damn thing to us. And they're 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 trying and they're passing laws and all sorts of stuff that I'm not totally fluent on. But but you know, it, it started with the the charade of of GoFundMe, mm. which claims to be crowdsourced bottom up grassroots, just arbitrarily deciding, you know what? We're not going to let you give to those guys.
1: Yeah, and it's you know they get to pick winners and losers. It's 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 you know and 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 you know companies should have the right to do what they want. I mean, if if GoFundMe wants to do that, that's great. But now you have if you have a second company pop up, you know, unfortunately, it's going to be like a red and a blue split in this country. In this country, yeah. Um, but. Um, all, all, you know, if the government starts to get and starts picking winners and losers, and then now you've now you have people going, okay, well, we need something that the government can't control, right? right. So that just—I mean, right. you're just feeding them. You're fe- you're just accelerating what's already going to, which is fine. I look back at it and go, this is a natural progression yeah. because we have we now have a new tool. If you try to do this in the like ten years ago, right, they would have just like, okay, well, freeze the bank accounts and like you'd, you know, you have people like mailing money in envelopes or something like that. But now there's this alternative, this giant exit sign from their from their system, and it says here here's the workaround wow, man, that's a that's a really empowering piece there. And people are waking up to it because, you know, if you watch the Super Bowl, there were like freaking 20 commercials on crypto. Yeah. Right? So it's like the, the Overton window is shifting and people are now, even, even you know, uh, bankers that I've talked to are, are starting to, like, you know, five years ago, like, is this thing really going to last? They're no longer asking that. They're like, so when should I get in? Like, I mean, this is getting kind of big, isn't it? Like, they're starting to realize that this whole internet fad <laughs> is no longer a fad. Right. Right? It's like, you know, it's getting better every 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 week. We're seeing new and new. You know, every every hour we're seeing new and new developments and progressions. And and you know, it's like if you try to get online in nineteen ninety three, the modem was screaming at you. And it was a it was a real bitch to get online. But um, over time, we made it easier. And now you just walk around with your phone, and it like auto connects to Wi Fi, and like automatically puts the password in, and you're just like on. Yeah. And that's um. That's, that's where crypto will get. You just got to realize we're in the first inning. We're in, like, 1993, and there's, like, some geeks out there going, this is the future, and people are going, uh, that's really slow, and, like, the, the JPEGs load like this, you know? And it's like, yeah, but, like, we can make that better, and one day we'll get, like, Game of Thrones, like, 4K in our car, you know, on 4G, like, you know, how far we've come. So that's the natural progression of, of technology, I mean, and it comes quick. And, and to make another parallel on that, um, you know, if you go back to the early 90s, we only had what, 100, you know, uh, maybe a million programmers in the entire world, and half of them weren't even, like, aware of, like, what the internet was? Well, dude, you've got, like, I mean, a stupid amount, like, 250 million developers in the world. Well, maybe not that much, but, I mean, a, a massive amount of developers now. So so the the amount of work being done and the amount of minds being dedicated to this is 20-fold what it was in 1993. Yeah. Like, so, wow, it's going to come through much faster. So it's, like, I mean, living right now and watching this on a day-to-day basis you're not having to wait a month for for it's like pow, 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 happening every day.
0: So when we were hanging out, um, I, I got to bring this back to Hayek. And by the way, mm-hmm. part of part of watching Kibbe on Liberty is there is a small hardcore group of, of viewers who drink mm-hmm. every time I quote Hayek, which which is more perhaps than than I should. But um, we, um, one of us, I don't remember who, but pulled up this this cool video. Of Hayek, he's talking about his book, the denationalization of mm-hmm. money, and and he totally anticipates Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, yeah, a sly roundabout way. Yeah, yeah is what yeah, he says. Yeah, it's yeah. like we, we're a not, sly roundabout way. It's like wow, man, 1984, eighty three. It was
0: some. It was something like that. Yeah. And, and maybe one of our Brett, look this up. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is. This is just like Joe Rogan, where Joe Rogan has a guy that looks up stuff <laughs> to make sure that Joe Rogan doesn't misquote, yeah, the truth. But it's um, he's like, and and he's basically talking to uh, uh, Ron Paulers that want to end the Fed, and 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 blockchainers that say, no, we're going to work around this, because he says, look, we're not going to end central banking. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen because the entire system and all the power structures around it feed off of fiat money and and the way that they manipulate our lives and transfer wealth from the have nots to the haves and all this stuff that that we crazy Austrians talk about, Um, there's gotta be some crafty way to to work around it. Um, Did you find it? Do you want the quote? Yeah. Uh, In 1984, Hayek said presciently, I don't believe we shall ever have a good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. That is, we can't take them violently out of the hands of government. All we can do is, by some sly roundabout way, introduce something they can't stop. I mean, that's so. Did, dude, it's L- like, Logan, could you hear that? I think you'll
1: be able to hear it. We'll uh, subtitle it. Okay, yeah. we'll subtitle it because it's, it's all it's, it's such, everything. It's like, like yeah. Then that quote, like, it gives me gives me chills when I read that because I was like, sly roundabout way. It's like yeah. he's like some way to make a ledger that could be controlled but not controlled by the government. If you had like some sort of decentralized peer to peer money system on the computers, but we don't really have an internet yet, so like, you know, he's like right there, and it's like, just give it time, dude, let, like let the let the computer science guys yeah. work on, on that problem, and then Satoshi sort of gave us that magical you know formula on how it works, and it's, you know, we're 12 years into it, and it's still working like, like and, planned.
0: And by the way, just, to, just <clears throat> to give a shout out to the Austrians, there's a reason that Hayek understood something that hadn't happened yet, because the entire basis of the Austrian school, particularly Carl Menger, mm-hmm talk to, uh, like one of his most important works was the, the spontaneous evolution of money. He wouldn't have used the word spontaneous, mm-hmm. but he was talking about uh, why money matters and how it works, and it, it works because people um, see, see value in it, and it's, it's not only a medium of exchange, but it's a store of value, and mm-hmm. eventually, um, not just Menger, but Mises would talk about uh, commodities like gold for the simple reason that they couldn't be manipulated right, by right, government.
1: Right. Yeah. That's that's a that's a huge piece to to a lot of a lot of these cryptocurrencies. And you go Economia. back go
0: back to when Nixon closed the gold window, they took our gold from us <laughs> and and we've been working on a hack. Yeah. Like what's okay, what's what's the next iteration of this? And I feel like we're at the cusp of that right mm-hmm.
1: now. Yeah, there's a, there's a really great uh, so you know, admittedly, this space is extremely complicated right now. It's, it's very complicated technology. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, if you go back to, I, I, I like to reference the late 90s, I, I was, a you know, I was like in the middle of all the dot com boom and bust and like all the great and bad ideas. And it was really hard to discern good from bad back in the day. I mean, there were people out there that had the tools and the the, the knowledge to, to be able to do that. But, you for the average consumer it was like really hard to pick like you know is dogfood.com gonna be the big winner I'm like, okay or, or oh no it was gonna be books oh well why didn't why wasn't it dog food like well i mean there's a lot behind that there's a lot more technical reasons why books at amazon were won over versus dog food um and in this space um it's really there's 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 oh, sixteen thousand different currencies that are out there. Some of them are, are memetic like Doge or Shiba Inu or some of these like meme coins that sort of pop up, you know, when there's like a Super Bowl blooper, they pop one up real fast. Everybody runs in. It's kind of a it's it's like it's it's just fun. It's it, they mean nothing. It's not a big deal. Like um, if you look at the supply, like if you, if you actually look at, at the supply, like emission of of Doge, you'd be like, well, wow, I would never touch that. I mean, like if you don't like inflation here, then like, why would you do that? But it's fun And people people enjoy it. And there's like it, it's it's whatever. Um, then you get to these different platforms that are around um, uh, smart contracts actually di- disintermediating a lot of the, the functions of banks like escrows and insurance and these kind of things. Um, you know, if you look at the if you look at insurance, I mean, that's a, there's a lot of money being made off of insurance. Like if we could somehow come up with a protocol that allowed for us to pull our, our risk together and our assets and then take out the rake, take out the, the profit, like we'd all pay lower and that's what these that's what these blockchain protocols will allow us to create and you get very very creative with these things and we're just not seeing it that's in a, in a sort of a subset of a of, of blockchain called DeFi or decentralized finance yeah and that's that's where i that's mainly where I, I focus most of my attention um there's a really great analogy um that i'll give you for um the, the largest smart contracting platform in the world is ethereum so if you look at like the the, the king of coins it's always going to be bitcoin or at least it has been um, and, you know, Bitcoin, I think, has 40% of the entire market cap of all cryptocurrencies. So 40%, like, that's, that's, that's a lot. Like, that's going to be hard to, to dethrone that person or that, that coin. Um, Bitcoin is a lot like gold. The reason why it's worth something is that it can't be, you can't flood the market tomorrow. We have, like, a fixed supply. There's about 19 million that have been created and 21 million will ever be created. And it's on this sort of emission curve that, like, really teeters out. And I think it's not till 2140. So we have like another 120 years of emissions. But every like three years, it halves. You have a halvening. So it started off with uh, 50, 50 coins per block. And then it went down to 25, 12.5, 6.25, you know, on down. And then pretty soon it'll be just, I mean, tiny amounts. But the price at that at that time should be a lot higher. So the, the dollar value should follow that curve. So, um, so if you look at like what, you know, people ask why does why does bitcoin have value it's like well for the same reason gold has value it's not because you can use it i mean you can use gold in 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 certain applications and industrial applications but not for 1500 bucks an ounce you know it doesn't doesn't command that so we have a um uh so you have this 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 guarantee that 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 you won't find a giant hunk of of gold in the ground you know that's what that's what that's what um protects gold's value and actually if you get down to it a friend of mine shared this with me uh, a dear friend of mine named fred Um, he shared this this idea about um, what really protects the value of gold is the is the actual atomic structure of the atom that you can't create more of them and if you like there's there's a ceiling to what gold would be worth and that's the the amount that alchemy comes in where you can actually create gold yeah you can create gold right now but it's like four thousand dollars an ounce so you really shouldn't you should just go buy it and that's what protects the value of it so it's actually on the molecular level and when you get into Bitcoin um, you have the same sort of thing. There's only 21 million and some some extra numbers after that that will ever be created. Now you'd have to convince a lot of people that are that are holding on to the scarce resource to somehow give up more of this resource, right? Like, and, and that's really hard to do. It's like, hey guys, you want to like do use like you know bring in some like some other material like gold? We're gonna call it gold, and just like ex- extend the supply. Like, no, they're gonna protect their investment because that would have their investment if they doubled the supply. I mean, these are like very basic economic principles. That we are that that the blockchain community um, is having to learn on the fly because we're a bunch of programmers and hackers that like hang out you know and, and and program all day and learn about complex systems. What we didn't do is we didn't go to college to learn about economics. We didn't do these deep reads and these like you know all these different philosophies and how they relate and all these kind of things. There's a whole community out there. This is kind of what we're talking about. I'm, I'm guessing
0: both communities, and I can speak for my community. Yeah. We, we struggled to meet girls. Uh, uh, Well, (laughs) present company accepted, of course.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's there's probably a healthy bit of that. If you've ever gone to a a blockchain conference, it's it's pretty, yeah, it smells pretty bad.
0: Except that they're probably rich now.
1: Um, So, uh, yeah, getting back to it. So, there's a really great, there's a good analogy there. So, Bitcoin is like gold. And if you look at something like Ethereum, what gives it value um, is the fact that it has it can actually perform a function. It can actually do something, right? Like if you, have, if you have a hunk of gold, what can you do with it? Well, you can protect it, but you really can't do it. It doesn't serve any sort of purpose. So when you look at Ethereum, you say, well, what, you know, it has a, it, it will basically allow you to execute these smart contracts, these applications, these decentralized finance, really, really sophisticated um, tooling that's, that's on the blockchain, much like oil. The reason why oil has value is you can get plastics out of it, energy to push a car down the road. Make tires out of it. You can do all kinds of really great things with it. So it gives it utility, and there's a there's a big difference there, and that's why you see sort of a decoupling sometimes of their of their values.
0: So for people that aren't into crypto yet, mm-hmm. um, why why should they? Like like they're intimidated, and they've heard all these stories about their, there's nothing there. I mean, you mm-hmm. just you just address right. this issue, but. Um, why? Why should people do this? And and maybe it has something to do with what the government's doing to the
1: currency that they hold. Yeah, I mean, just turn it around. I usually just for one, I don't have time to, to, to like sit in line at the grocery store and like argue with somebody about this stuff. So I kind of keep quiet. So I don't wear like a Bitcoin shirt, or I don't try to. I don't advertise this stuff because I really need to be working on solving problems, not trying to educate one-offs. You know that I right. bump into at the grocery store. Um, but the the way I. I would like to see people do is turn it around on them. So like, why are you holding the dollar? I mean, like they're printing more of that stuff. Don't you realize that? Like their they're emission, like they're just, they're spewing out more dollars. You're looking at effectively 15%, right? So like, if you hell, I mean, if your house was declining by 15% per year, every one of those people would tell you, sell it, like get out from underneath that asset. That's a bad asset to hold onto. It's depreciating, right? I mean, yeah, you're living in it. So it gives you, gives you, you know, a place to live. Um, but like that's not a very good investment so you, why would you want to hold like right now i mean i think everybody listening to this would agree you don't want to hold on to cash right now you want assets you want land you want gold you want well, why, why not bitcoin i mean it has all the same properties of gold store value all this kind of stuff but like it's actually got some extra extra functionality you can like move it around pretty easy you don't have to like dig a hole in your backyard it's and hard you know. to steal it it's it's, it's hard to say if you know what you're doing yeah i mean if you if you you know, leave your laptop unlocked at a Starbucks. Like, yeah, someone's gonna come by, and, and there's that possibility. Um, but keeping the stuff safe, it's you know, it's a it's a, a number about this long that you got to make sure no one sees. Write that on the. I you know, I tell people all the time, write it down on a piece of paper, hide it somewhere really obscure in your house. That's about as good as you can get. Might want to put another backup copy somewhere else also. But yeah, you know, yeah. protect the paper.
0: But that's. Um I mean, if there's this um, skepticism right now, and in and, and large part because of, like, volatility. Compared to what? Yeah. Compared to Compared what? Compared to what?
1: Just fire, fire back with that when they say, well, it's so volatile. Compared to what? I mean, look at your stock market. I mean, it went, bum, bum, bum. you know, you had, a, you had these same retraces, and sometimes they're coupled, and they just go, oh, well, you know, they're coupled for a while, and then they, one of them will shoot off in a different direction. It's like, well, which one? Or, or zoom out. Tell them to zoom out on the graph. Well, look, it's down from that. It's like, yeah, but it's up, you know, 50,000% since 2012. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll play that game all day long.
0: It's also the window. Like, the the skeptics will, will take a slice of, of volatility that doesn't show the trend from... And, and by the way, I'm pissed that you were into Bitcoin when it was 15 cents.
1: I sold a lot of it. Like, I mean, I bought it for 8 and sold it for 12 and bought it for 13 and sold it for, you know, 15. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like... You should have stuck I do, I should a, have, Yeah, the long game. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I did, you know? So maybe, you know... Terry,
0: Terry and I still... <laughs> Theoretically, own a wallet that we bought when we were drunk in uh, in um, um, Prague because we were at uh, we were at the Institute for uh, Crypto Anarchy, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I was able to buy uh, a beer with, with, crypto. with yeah. crypto. And I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. So we probably put like forty bucks on this. is long enough ago that this would be real money. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know where that is.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a, a like a hacker den up in Vancouver, it was like in a basement. It was really cool. They had all, they had all kinds of it was like a bunch of crypto frat dudes hanging out. Um and I was up in Vancouver hanging out with these guys doing the Bill conference and um uh we went to their their lair and stuff and there's like a there's a uh, uh, beer vending machine. It had a QR code with with so if you sent money to this like if you sent bitcoin to this QR code, um it would spit out a a beer. Kind of nice, right? It was kind yeah. of you know it, it's like like 12 minutes for it to actually like for the transaction to like get through and like finally you get your beer so it wasn't very um usable or like you know fast but it it did work and well i thought it was pretty cool so i sent a photo of it to like a bunch of my my homies back in dallas when i was living there i sent them the the qr code they all hammered the qr code for the beer like we were having beer spitting out every five (laughs) minutes i was like this is awesome
0: stuff like that you know that was was kind of like that was the experience we had like i I, it was a total pain in the ass to actually ultimately mm-hmm. pay for the beer but i thought it was cool
1: dude remember trying to listen to like radio on the internet back in like 95 yeah like, it sort of worked and it was really cool because it was like i'm listening to a radio state like an fm radio station and you know in france but it, like would chop out every two minutes and it's like why don't you just use the regular terrestrial fm but things get better and then yeah. they things get better Yeah,
0: it, it turns out so I'll, i want to take a break and and we're we're thinking for this that we're gonna do like a mega two episode version of this because I wanna start applying this to all of the problems of, of censorship and, and we've we've touched on authoritarianism yeah. and how how we <clears throat> hack the government so that we have freedom again. So stay tuned for that. We're yeah. we're gonna get through this whole bottle before we're done. And uh uh Is such a clumsy close. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed that show, make sure that you like and subscribe. Click the little bell so that you get notifications. And if you consume this via podcast, go wherever you want to go. We're everywhere. Kibbe on Liberty. The revolution starts now.